Good morning. Today is Tuesday, April 5th, 2022. Wouldn't it be great? Wouldn't you love it right now if your Passover preparations were cut almost in half? That'd be pretty good. So why is it that we are preparing for two Pesach seders? Why not just one? The Torah commands one. The Torah commands one day of Yom Tov at the beginning of Pesach and one day at the end. Why do we outside of Israel have to keep two days? Isn't it true that the reason for that is because in some former time, it was not known to Jews in far places in the world which day Yom Tov was. So they had to keep two days to make sure that they were observing the correct day. But now we know it. Now we know exactly. Over the last couple of weeks, we've talked about the exact knowing the exact moment of the new lunar cycle. And we know when Rosh Chodesh was. We know when Pesach is. Why do we still have to keep two days? I'm asked this question many, many, many times. And the answer is extremely important for us to grapple with and to absorb. Number one, the first answer is make Aliyah, move to Israel. And then, like everyone in Israel, you'll observe one day of Yom Tov, one Pesach Seder. That's the best answer. But for us outside of Israel, the answer is more complex. And I want to suggest to you that the answer is more relevant today than at any other time in our history. Let me share this with you in two overlapping layers. Going back to ancient times, when the Beit HaMikdash, the Holy Temple, was standing in Jerusalem, so we discussed this last week. The beginning of each Jewish month was established by eyewitnesses who would see the new moon in the sky. They would come to the Sanhedrin, the great court in Jerusalem. They would testify about what they saw. And the court, after accepting their testimony, would proclaim, today is Rosh Chodesh. That means that no one ever knew in advance of that day which day Rosh Chodesh was going to be. Because remember, since the lunar cycle is a little bit more than 29 and a half days, so it could either be on the 30th day or the 20 or the 29th, the, the 30th, 29th day or the 30th day. So you never knew in advance until it actually happened. Now, for holidays, Yom Tov, that started on the 15th of the month, like Pesach and Sukkos, what happened was, immediately upon declaring today Rosh Chodesh, the beginning of the month, the court would send out messengers. And the messengers would run and travel as far as they could go to spread the word of when Pesach was going to be, for example. Now, the messengers certainly could reach everywhere in Israel by the 15th of Nisan, which is when Pesach is. So in Israel, everyone had word of what was the correct day to observe. And so they observed that day, one day. 
That's all the Torah requires. But the messengers could not get further than that. Especially they could not get to the main Jewish community at the time of the Second Temple period, which was in Bavel, Babylonia, which is Eastern Iraq. They wouldn't get that far in that amount of time and to other far-flung locations. So they had to observe two days because they would not yet have gotten word which day was proclaimed Rosh Chodesh. And that's when started this practice of observing two days of Yom Tov. And that means for Pesach, two saves. Later, we developed a communication system by lighting bonfires at the top of designated mountains to indicate when Rosh Chodesh had been proclaimed. So on the night after Rosh Chodesh, there would be a person in Jerusalem standing at the top of a mountain. He would light a bonfire. A couple of miles away, there would be another designated person at the top of a mountain who would see that person would light the, the bonfire and so on and on, so on and so on. They knew which days, it could either be one of two days. So as soon as they saw it, they sent the message. And in this way, the word could spread many, many miles in just a few minutes. So during this period, Jews everywhere knew exactly when Rosh Chodesh was, when the first day of Pesach was, and they observed one day. But then there was a later time when the enemies of the Jewish people sabotaged this system by lighting false alert bonfires intentionally at the wrong time in order to confuse this communication system. It's like uh, the old form of hacking your emails. So people couldn't rely on the bonfires. And these enemies to the Jewish people understood a deep truth about us. And that is that if Jews could be separated from the Jewish calendar, God forbid, Jews could be separated from Judaism. This was tragically an effective means for our enemies to potentially cause our assimilation and would have caused our eventual disappearance. So in order to avoid this terrible fate, Jews outside of Israel, who, for whom the messengers would not reach, again had to keep two days of Yom Tov and two seders since their method of learning the correct date had been compromised. Still later, near the end of the Talmudic era, the system of establishing Rosh Chodesh by eyewitnesses halted and a calendar was developed so that Jews knew far in advance which day Rosh Chodesh was, which day Pesach was. Now, this time period coincided with the deepening of the exile. This is around the year 500 of the Common Era. And a lowering of hopes 
for a speedy return to Israel. The temple had been destroyed almost 500 years earlier, and this exile was proving to be longer than any other. And it was at this moment that our rabbis issued a dramatic and far-reaching decree to observe two days of Yom Tov outside of Israel and to treat the second day exactly as if it's the first day of Yom Tov, to treat the second Seder exactly as if it is the first Seder. They did not do this because of a doubt as to which day was the proper day. Because at the time of this decree, there was no doubt. We had a calendar. They did this as a reminder of how in an earlier era, we had to act like this, observing two days, because there was a doubt. We had to do this because our future as Jews was vulnerable. And this is a reminder to us at a time when we are certain about the calendar that there was an earlier time when Jews living outside of Israel did not have that information. Now, the truth is, inside Israel, we are not as vulnerable to that kind of assimilation due to the holiness of the land of Israel and the effect of living among the Jewish people. Even the most secular Israelis today know when Pesach is, know when Yom Kippur is. And of course, those are two very good reasons to move to Israel. But outside of Israel, we need this reminder. And today, we need this reminder more than ever. Because in the past, most threats to our existence were physical. Our lives were threatened with pogroms, with persecution, with violent anti-Semitism, Holocaust. Today, here in Montreal, that's not our main concern. Yes, it is still a concern, but it's not our main concern. Our future is more at risk today because of the lessening of the barriers to our full participation in the wider community, which we enjoy and which we want. But that brings with it, with that welcoming that society has for us now, it brings with it more assimilation, less Jewish education, more danger of being separated from our Jewish heritage. And that means that as a Jewish society, we need to be more on guard to assure our Jewish future, to assure our connection to God, our connection to God's Torah. Because if there ever is a time in the future when there is a violent sabotage, God forbid, or even if we just don't pay attention to it. Losing touch with the Jewish calendar puts our Jewish future at risk. 
That's the first layer of why this decree of two days of Yom Tov is so important for us. We know the correct day, but it reminds us of a time when we did not and the potential danger that that causes. And since we are living in a condition outside of Israel where it could happen again, we have to remain on guard. And two days of Yom Tov, two seders, is our reminder of that fact. That's the first layer. The deeper second overlapping layer is as follows. We know that the first day of Pesach is the actual date of the holiday. But we keep the second day as if it's the first day as a powerful reminder that there was a time when outside of Israel, we did not know. In Israel, we knew, it was clear. But outside of Israel, at a certain point in our history, we did not know. And just as there was a period of our history when we did not know, our rabbis wanted to emphasize to us that continuing to live outside of Israel is in itself a more general type of not knowing. They did this to teach us that our Jewish lives outside of Israel, our lives are incomplete. They are a little bit fuzzy not as sharply focused as the Jewish lives of Jews living inside of Israel. Now, we act outside of Israel as if we are in doubt. That's why we keep two days. Even though the specific doubt that originated this was about the calendar which we have resolved, but the truth is we live in a more existential state of doubt outside of Israel in all aspects of our Jewish lives. And this legislation of two days of Yom Tov is more relevant to us today than ever before because in our day, in our time, we finally have the opportunity to be able to live in Israel, which was not available for almost 2,000 years. And for those of us who do not answer this invitation, we are missing something vital. I am missing something vital by continuing to live in Montreal, regardless of how good I tell myself my reasons are for staying in Montreal. Our lives as Jews outside of Israel, is fuzzy. Less focus. Maintaining this practice of observing two days of Yom Tov and two Seders should serve as an incentive to consider moving to Israel and making Aliyah, or at least making it a priority to spend as much time as possible in Israel to absorb its focus and its Jewish depth. 
when we sit down to, to the second Seder this year and we ask ourselves, why do we have to do this again? We would do well to heed its message and to understand where we are placing ourselves and what is the result of where we are placing ourselves Jewishly. Because the message of two days of Yom Tov speaks to us today outside of Israel more loudly than ever before. My friends, I want to wish you a great day. And I look forward to seeing all of you soon in person.